Shot clock down to four. Mitchell has Millsap on him. He'll pull a three, and he hits a three and returns the stare down. Donovan Mitchell, a clutch three-pointer for the Jazz. You're listening to The Rec League, a basketball podcast produced by The Rec. For more information from the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RecLeaguePod. Now let's get to today's episode. Yo, so you should be in a good mood right now. I should, right? But just like everyone is talking about how no one's watching the game, Donovan Mitchell's on, no one's caring. So the anti-Utah slander continues. And I can't be mad because the state as itself with the Russell Westbrook thing has done it no favors. I just let Mitchell's play, do the talking on the court. And it is. I mean, honestly, the people that I've been talking to, like when I've been talking to Jamil, uh, Quartang, everybody else, they've been most intrigued with this series. Not most intrigued, but like every time we talk about it, it's been the one that's hardest to call. And yet it's 3-1 now. Because the difference in the series is the superstar effect. And it's looking like we're having Mitchell's, you know, the, the Pat, you know, I know it's Kobe, Kobe's birthday and all that, but I'm not – the, the torch passing today or for Mitchell has just been like, it's been really great. I mean, I can't remember last time. Mitchell, Mitchell and Luca And Luca. Oh God. Oh yes. Uh, but I think you covered that today. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Luca for another like 10, 20 minutes another day. But what I saw from Mitchell today, the elite speed, the composure, the leadership, and most of all, Conley being back and Conley being the Mike Conley that we know and who we traded for has been amazing, and that's the that's the piece that was always there to help unlock Donovan Mitchell to spread the floor. Rubio was more of a ball handler, didn't really spread the floor through his shooting because he had to go inside. But with Conley having a five for five game from last game, stretching the floor out, having some leadership, Mitchell's doing his thing. Um, you sound like you have been disappointed with Mike Conley in the past. Oh, yeah. It wasn't looking good. Kept getting injured. Uh, I've watched a couple games. I mean, it's a nice little 10 jersey. You know, when you watch soccer, the number 10 player always excites you. This was not the case. He looked slow. It looked like – and then you look at the contract he's on. He used to have the highest NBA contract. It's, it's, it's easy to go downhill from there. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, where the hell did Jordan Clarkson come from? And I'm asking – and, and I'm, I want you to answer that specifically for people who might – have been like watching and being like, yo, I didn't even know he was on the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, it was a trade midseason. Uh, we gave up, I think, Trey Crowder or Ronnie Hood to Cleveland. And, I, right, uh, yes. but where did this version come from? Where did this version of Clarkson come from? No, he's been doing this because uh, no one really watches Utah. But like ever since we got here, this is the role he was supposed to do. Come off the bench, do a Jamal Crawford or James Harden or not a James old James Harden impression. Come off the bench, give us points, and go at it. Uh, Jazz, I, I think you mean uh, OKC Harden. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the Nuggets side, wait, 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 hold on. We got to back up and acknowledge that we had a 50 versus 50 game, which I literally don't think – have we even – I don't even think we've seen that in the playoffs ever. No, I just tweeted uh, it was the first time. See the other day, so the other day, one of my uh, one of my boys was asking me about would I choose Murray or Van Vliet, and I was like, uh, I think you under I think you're underestimating Jamal Murray right now. Um, anyway, still still on that note though, 
I was having a discussion today about Jokic specifically and how Jokic is not having one of those Luka performances where it's like, my team going to win no matter what. Uh, Right. Are you saying that he can't? He can't because, I mean, uh, he becomes the primary ball handler, bringing the ball up the court, having the ball. I mean, what, possession is nine-tenths of the law, right, Joseph? And who brings the ball up? Guards or small forwards? Unless they go and dish it to him quick, Monte Morris does that, then sure. Um, the one quite quip I have, a gripe I have against uh, Murray, per se, is just his um, elite, his speed. He he lacks that compared to one of the top you know, point guards in the NBA. He doesn't have that elite speed. And if you notice, all his shots come in rhythm, off curls, off screens. The Nuggets are very uh, jump-shooting eccentric team. So many jump shoot, jump shots off curls and screens. No one really goes and attacks the rim. Um, that's one biggest flaw of their offense from, from what I've seen. I was trying to figure out the Nuggets, and it's like all jumpers or nothing. Uh, that, if you really think about it, Jokic jumper, uh, Michael Porter jumper, Jamal Murray, they don't really go, and, and that's what they're lacking from um, missing Gary Harris and missing um, our boy Will the Thrill. Yeah, Will and, Barton. Yeah. Uh, weren't you expecting to lose this series? Yeah, because I was always, I mean, I will say it, I was expecting Mitchell to have his big, big game and come out. I was expecting that to happen this season with Bogey on the side. I did, I did like say, like, I kind of like 10, 20% expected, like, hey, maybe Mitchell will just blow up and become a superstar player and take us to, and it's happening. And that's one thing I sort of counted for, but I didn't want to bank on it. And that was the only way we were going to win this series is if Mitchell plays his mind off. And that's what's happening there. It looks like he basically can choose when he's going to play a certain type of way. Isn't that like, awesome? Yes. Like we, 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 we had the team game in game two where he basically didn't I'm not going to say he didn't do anything, but he facilitated for one half and then third quarter <laughs> decided to score 20. And then now he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to the 50-point game. Yeah. And uh, and it was an efficient, too. You know, the first half, he was really efficient. And that's what I was saying in the previous, I think, one of our previous pods. You know, it's happening. He's on, off. And he's showing that he can do both, you know. And everyone wants someone that could do both. So... I mean, Mitchell out there doing both, and I'm happy, man. I got a gunner and a facilitator and a star to come Maybe he's not the next. I'm starting to see top 10 superstar tweets already. I don't want to get hyped up because um, the Nuggets are deadly from the jumpers, and I was scared that we would lose this game and the series would come to the end of us. But uh, I, th- I just think it's a treat. I think this round is a treat. We're getting to see new players come into the fold and do their thing. Um, same with Luca And um, – like, I'm a Jazz fan here, excited, but uh, I was really scared of Michael Porter Jr. Oh, my God. I, he is something. He is coming. He's 6'10". If he can become, like, a shot blocker as well, I know it's a hard ask because he's back, but Kevin Durant kind of did that for the Warriors, and that's what they need. Uh, I, I like Jokic and all, but MPJ is the future for them if they want to win a championship. Um, I feel like in normal times at this point, you guys would be leading 3-1, but the series would be going back to Denver in game five, and you wouldn't really be expect. Well, not that you would be expecting that win, but Denver has just a big-ass home advantage um, at the Pepsi Center. Now we're just playing in a bubble, and honestly, I, I feel like y'all got that number. Yeah, no, it's looking like it. After watching game two and three, 
um, the pick and roll with Conley and Gobert right there off the elbow. It's kind of unstoppable. And the fact that you, Mike Malone said it himself, uh, you guys need to tone in. You need to focus. And that was the issue. What? We're in the playoffs. You sh- we're in a freaking bubble. You should have been tuned in. That just should I don't show it's bad coaching. That's just the mentality of players. And if you want to win, you have to have a will to win. So that's on them. All right. So, Dula, it's just me and you tonight. So we got to do a couple of other notes from other games. Um, Celtics in Toronto, they start on Thursday. Both swept their series. Toronto scored 150 points today. 100 from and the bench, I heard. 100, 100, from the from, 100 bench points, which that <laughs> – I don't like. I don't think I ever uh, thought I would see that at all. Um, it's weird to me. It's weird to me. It's, it, I, I don't. I don't even know what to expect from this new series because they were both playing against injured teams. I haven't seen a team like Toronto ever make it to the finals. Even I, I, I think even the 2011 Mavericks is not like the, like not like the the Toronto Raptors because there was still a superstar. Dirk yeah. was still a superstar at the middle of it. There's not yeah, a superstar at the middle. Siakam's still a star. Yeah, right. Siakam's just right. a star. Right, exactly. There's not a superstar at the middle of, of Toronto. And yet they're deep. On the other side, Boston is not as deep. But Jason Tatum is getting to superstar status. Yes, he's another player in these playoffs. That's, and he shows a great control from his handles. His stroke is clean. Um, and him and Jalen Brown, that's a great tandem. The loss of Hayward's going to hurt the Celtics. He might come back for the conference finals if that's possible. But uh, that, that Hayward loss is huge for them. But my thing with Toronto, it's uh, I have the Celtics winning in seven because the talent is too much. And I believe Brad Stevens is definitely a capable coach to watch minutes in the sport. But the X factor of this series is the guy that's doing it all for them and helped win a championship. And he's been, he's like one of the, Main reasons of their success this season, and that's Nick Nurse. He's the X Factor. They're calling him Basketball Belichick. Uh, every night, you don't know who you're going to see. In the regular season, though, the Celtics have shown that they control the Raptors. But uh, I really rate Nick Nurse very high, and I think he'll make the right adjustments to keep this a long series going. And um, Fred Van Vliet, man, I do want to give him a shout-out because – uh, he's a guard that's you know was amazing in college, and we never thought it would translate. And it's translating oh now. Oh my gosh, I'm so ha- I'm so happy that he's making it. Those yeah. years, like the, those years at Wichita uh, State. <laughs> like, you know. I was like, yo, my, my Dude, boy was, Van Vliezy. Where I was watching the like the mock drafts, so I was like, why not Van Vliezy's in the top ten? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like watching the right. TV. He dropped like thirty, <laughs> and I'm looking at the mock draft. I'm like, are you sure I'm not supposed to watch this guy? Because this guy Yo, is- We used to be gassing him so much. We got Van Vleezy. All right. Um, <laughs> um, ah, okay, yeah. Luca. I mean, yeah. So I already covered Luca earlier today, but I we talked about this before the bubble playoffs started, man. We talked, we talked about this. And we talked about the fact that this – uh, postseason seemed like primed for upsets. Yes. I mean, not every, not, you know, obviously not every one and two seed is going to sweep, but I, I guess when you see LA get assembled, both the LA teams get assembled the way they did preseason, you could expect 
a you wouldn't be surprised if they both swept their first round playoffs. Uh, and yet they've had the troubles that they had right now. And honestly, in the Clippers case, they look like they have more trouble than Lakers, but they're the better team. They're the better team, but right now they're not playing like a team. Uh, Kawhi's trying to get it out. Pat Bev just came back. Trez is having, you know, creating issues off the court. Um, I'm not saying it's affecting the court, but it's just extra, you know. More than what he's doing on it. More than what he's doing on it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, you know, that thing, and, you know, playoff P, pandemic P, it looks like Paul George has a yips or something. I'm hearing about the Siakam comparisons. I think it'll ride its, it'll ride its win. I still have the Clippers winning this. As a Utah fan, it'd be nice to see the Mavericks. I will say the bubble has been creating a shooter's gym. I saw some, um, I think because you just tweeted like Steph Curry would have averaged 87 in these bubbles, like in the bubble. So with the Mavericks being such an offensively oriented team and not having to deal with the travel going back and being a younger team with younger players, I definitely think the bubble has set the table for them to succeed in this series and um, do well. And it's amazing. Um, so one thing I will mention uh, to go back to the Toronto series is that, um, you know, after after the Nets loss, ESPN put up the graphic where they were talking about the probable lineup next year for them, which is basically Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Kyrie, KD, and um, DeAndre. And honestly, I would have Jared Allen starting before DeAndre, but the point I want to make is that... That's what got your coach fired there, bro, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, the point I want to make there is that there's two more contenders that are going to be thrown into the mix next year. I think. Bring it up. Bring it up. Tell me. Golden State Warriors in the the Golden State Warriors in the Brooklyn Nets. Exactly, and that was one thing I thought about this year. I mean, people were talking about the ratings going down, and I don't want to talk about ratings because I watch another industry in sports, and their ratings are way lower, and they're in just trouble. So the ratings talk is so-so, but when comparing us to the NFL, yeah. But not having Curry, not having Kawhi, uh, Kyrie, those are those are kind of good players, man. KD, Curry, <laughs> right. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, kind of good, kind of good players. Killers. Yeah, they're kind of two of the best killers in the game, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yes, they're both contenders. Uh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant as in the East, a player in a conference for next season. Um, because I think the Pacers are, you know, on their way out. If they're not already, no, they're on their way out. And I'm thinking next season, if the with Nick McMillan and the Pacers with a, a healthy Sabonis, you got Bubba Warren doing his thing. You got a healthy oh. Oladipo. That's huh. a full team that they. I'm not saying they're gonna take it, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna give them a, a shoot, a, a, a shout, and say they're a top three team in the Eastern Conference next year. Watch out for the Pacers, a fully healthy Pacers team. Wow, that's been doing a lot at the bare minimum. So okay, so question: Did you forget Steph Curry exists? <sighs> Steph Curry? Yes, I, I forgot <laughs> Steph Curry. No, I mean yes, Steph Curry is. I just brought his name up like ten minutes no, no, ago. No, 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 you oh bet. no no no! Uh, the 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 uh, the number two draft pick. Oh okay 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 okay. Sorry sorry. All right. 
No, when it comes to looking at the Warriors draft pick, um, that with Wiseman, that's a great ad. Um, I was looking at Zach Lowe and saying the same thing. Keep the pick, low value, great ceiling, uh, unless they can get somebody to help right away. I mean, you always want to take a sure thing. The sure thing is if they could trade for an Embiid or try to fake out and get a Giannis. Or um, I think, you know, who would be amazing for them if they can work it out. And this is going to draw something, but uh, Ben Simmons, man, I, I know. If they could work something out, pull it out there. Or <laughs> I know, it's rough, but uh, they would have to give something up as well. Uh, but, yeah, Philly is uh, – uh, you covered Philly? <laughs> you covered Philly? I, I, I got something. I got something in the tuck on Philly. Yeah. Uh, first off, we was uh, – first off, we agreed to do five minutes, but fuck it, we're here now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I want to – I want to get your take on this, bro. <laughs> the idea that Philly, a healthy Philly, the irony about them is that they were most they were best equipped to beat the Bucks in a series, but specifically the Bucks when healthy. Oh yeah, without a doubt, Embiid and Giannis meeting at the post right there. Um, that's cool. And you have Simmons going to outdo his Giannis impression. Uh, you know, that that's a great right there off the court. Chris Middleton, uh, Tobias Harris going at it for Battle of the Bus contracts. I mean, that's... that's <laughs> sorry. Um, where, where did it go from here? What, is, what, oh. what, what are they supposed to do from here now? Well, a lot of people said we were going back to the old metrics from last season, said Ben Simmons and Embiid can coexist. It's just building the team. I did not like the players they have around. They banked on Al Horford coming in. Um, he hoodwinked them. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that was he's ridiculous. A, he's still a Celtic. Uh, you know, he hoodwinked them again. Celtics are still finding ways to antagonize Philly. You know, giving them Markel Fultz, <laughs> taking Tatum. It just continues. Da- David Luiz. David Luiz. Yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, um, I love this team. Um, from 2018, when they beat the Heat, they were like one of my favorite teams to watch was that Embiid with Simmons and you had uh, uh, all the European guys, Ilya Sova, Bellinelli. Yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. you know, Dario Saric coming off, doing, you know, taking the pressure off of Ben Simmons to do ball handling duties. But, but we forget, like, for whatever you want to say right now, that Toronto series went down to one last play. Yes, and a wild shot. Like, they were heading to overtime if Kawhi doesn't make that crazy-ass shot. I saw a tweet today. Last year, they went out in four bounces. This year, they went out in four games. You know? Brett Um, Brown's not the right guy. Oh, yeah, one thing. Brett Brown has to go. I think that's the easiest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the plus-minus with him and Al Horford Horford and beat on the field is ridiculous, and you put him in the starting lineup again. They were, like, negative 38 points. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's just terrible. Uh, oh, give Mark man. Jackson a job. Somebody, just give Mark Jackson a job. I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> nah, I bad. think that ship has sailed as much no. as the Jeff Van Gundy ship has sailed. No, nah, man. If Jeff, Van, see... if Jeff <laughs> Van Gundy's not getting a job, Mark Jackson's not getting a job. Man, ever since John Gruden did it, I, I don't oh, care. True. <laughs> true. 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 All right, man. man yeah. That's about it. Unless you unless you got something else to touch upon. I am I'm 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 drawing blanks right now. No, no, I'm gonna try to save some stuff for um the week. But uh Yeah, exactly. But that's the state of things now. I definitely wanted to address Philly because we're not gonna talk about them anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, 
Yo, yo, by the way, this is not even game related. I'm, I might cut this out. Yo, why, why, the, why is uh, TNT giving us these whack-ass commentators? <laughs> Have you noticed that, son? I'm like, son, I'm, I'm in the middle of the jazz game. I'm like, yo, why the hell am I listening to Chris Webber right now? He is Why am I not much. listening to Kevin? Why am I not listening to Kevin Harlan? Why am I not listening to Marv Albert? I'm listening to... Son. <laughs> yeah. I think they assigned a play-by-play, guys. Because no, I had the I same play-by-play. I, no, saw I, the the... Schedule, I saw the schedule, bro. I saw the schedule. I saw the schedule. And their TNT's top two play-by-play teams are not involved in the first round at all. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this, and I haven't seen no news on why that is. I mean, at the end of the day, Marv Albert is like 80, so I don't know if he's going to be going to the bubble. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm, tired, I'm tired of hearing Chris Webber, and we got to hear him again tomorrow night. For, and Reg- for, I mean, and for you got Reggie. Lakers. And you got Reggie. Stan yeah, Van Gundy but- needs to be in every single game. That's, he's, been, he's been so fun to listen to. But, yeah, he needs to be the, the top color guy. And Reggie and Chris and Color is not doing it. I don't, I don't think anyone's really a fan, but they're just such established uh, talents in the TNT, you know, their whole roster and all those yeah. guys haven't. What's the show on NBA TV uh, off court or something like that? That's great. All right. Well, that's it, man. Congratulations yeah. on going 3 1. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, maybe we get to play Luca, right? And we'll just keep it going with this talk. Maybe you get to play Luca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, man. Peace. Anytime. Take care. Thanks again for listening to The Rec League, a basketball podcast produced by The Rec. If you like what you hear so far, remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review. See you next time.